0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 20 of the Grad Life Podcast. I'm here with my good friend Shane McCallion, a friend from UCD, um, who then stayed in UCD, did a master's in management consulting, and is now a management consultant in the tech sector in Dublin. And we're going to be hearing from him on his experience in all three of those ventures, and also then a couple of issues that are close to his heart. Shane, thanks a lot for joining. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. So, like all uh, podcasts, I like to start by just getting an understanding of your mindset while you were in college. And I yeah. think I have a fair um, probably, inkling of, of that myself. But it'll be interesting to hear your thoughts on where your head was at mm-hmm. when we were running around the Queen School in UCD um, back in, say, 2013 and 14. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, first year and second year for college for I me mean, was a bit of a write off. Like, I mean, I was, like, I didn't attend enough. The lectures that I did attend I didn't put enough you know heart and soul into those modules like those modules me and you were showing up for that we weren't well prepared for and yeah final exams we didn't have a clue for but I think that was kind of part of that's part of everyone's way of working things out and it's definitely better to front load that onto the front end of the degree rather than the end of it um so yeah year, year one and two was kind of scrape scrape over the line um for various different reasons and then I decided to take a year out or a combination of personal reasons, but also academic reasons, like, I mean, I thought a year out, an internship year is a good idea, kind of recalibrate, refocus, and then go back in and, and do a year well, you know? Yeah, so where did you do this internship? So, I worked in Bank of Ireland, um, I worked in the operations centre in Bank of Ireland, so it was kind of a mix of operations and IT experience. Um, the, the work itself, like, kind of standard internship role, I mean, it was kind of, you know sign reasonably straightforward duties but for me it was a kind of a I kind of just get used to how a company works you know like get in and um, get used to a routine get used to being in meetings potentially hosting meetings the odd time and um, something that was good for me was I kind of saw how vendors that Bank of Ireland have or consulting firms that plug into the bank how they work and how projects are run you know mm. that that was definitely a good learning experience
0: for I me and kind of pointing me towards a career in consulting, which ultimately happened. Yeah. Something they're building into a lot of modern uh, business courses and colleges, which my little cousin did actually in DCU, already really good for it, I think, right. is uh, requiring internships mm. and getting graded on them and, and making sure you have to do it before you graduate. Yeah. Because I did one in, in the summer and I learned a huge amount. Yeah. And, it, and it also played a role of uh, process of elimination for me as to my career choices. Yeah. Do you think that's that's a good idea to make 100%, it? One hundred percent, yeah, absolutely. What are the benefits that you have seen or experienced from internships? It's, this huge benefits. Like,
1: I mean, I, I don't think you realize how much you learn as an intern. Like, just by sheer osmosis, the amount of behavior, skills, um, familiarity with basic enterprise applications that you use if you go on mm-hmm. to work for a big company. Um I think it's a great idea for it to be compulsory. Like the, the client I'm working with at the moment, I'm working with some interns who are studying BIS in Cork. I don't know if you've ever heard of that right. course. Business I'm Information thinking. Systems, I guess it's a like, yeah. Exactly. So they have a mandatory internship programme. So right. in year three, um, I think it's built into the way the degree is weighted and the way the, the overall grade is assigned. But they have to, like, they, they have to go out and find an internship, and if they don't find an internship, they end up doing some form of thesis or something. So right, okay, so they have to dive deep in something. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. good, that's really good. Yeah, definitely, and it, it, it's kind of, it's part of the makeup of the way the internship is run, that they discourage companies from finding accommodation and, you know, making it basically too easy for them. Yeah. They, they want them to kind of really experience what it's like, moving city, or... Right, a okay. Place. ...and it's amazing. Pretty interesting, Really, yeah. really good. Um, I think that a lot of the internships myself and yourself would have done were kind of optional. Like, I mean, it's up to you to chase it down. Yeah, Quinn definitely facilitates it, but you have to be,
0: you know, proactive. Exactly, have to hunt it down. You know,
1: yeah.
0: Um, there's a couple of benefits to internships that kind of people don't think about. Um, I think they can sometimes be the most important benefits, the Mm. invisible learnings. So yes, say if you work in a bank, you learn how to. I'm not going to give an example say if you're working with yeah. training for it, you yeah. learn how to book a trade, you learn yeah. how puts and calls work etc yeah. but there are so many invisible learnings there and it is management of your own time management yeah. of your own headspace management of uh, your interactions mm. with other people and making sure you are professional you're growing into a professional mm-hmm. and countless more uh, invisible learnings is, that I think yeah. are definitely worthwhile to sort of pursuing. I couldn't agree with you more
1: like the, the interns that work in the company I work with now like when we see them coming in there's an immediate, like, visibility of who has worked before in an internship and who hasn't. Really? Even yeah. down to, like, I need to call IT because my laptop is on fire. Like, how to go about doing that? How to, just you know, send a business email? How to take appropriate notes in a meeting? Yeah. Like, all of these things, you don't
0: realize in what you're actually learning. You know, you're in, You're in, like, hyper learning. Yeah, I'd be more interested in learning how someone's laptop gets on fire. <laughs> yeah, and, right. and it works that, that's for a different podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's another day's work. And there's another big benefit that I kind of, I, I'm almost jealous of people like you who did the one-year internship, and it's this. Yeah. You go so deep into this journey of work, yeah. much more than you would on a 12-week internship, whatever it might be, or a summer internship. Yeah. That eventually, like every single grad out there, within the first 12 months, you're gonna hit this big speed bump or a dip, and it's just gonna be crap for a while, and mm-hmm. you're gonna really struggle with this whole idea of transitioning into a professional life. Yeah. And if you can do that where the stakes are lower, mm. because you're gonna leave in a year within the year, and then you're gonna go back into your college, and then you kind of you, you yeah. go back and try again later on. Doing that there, hitting that speed bump then, the stakes are much lower for you than when you're actually out in your grad job and you think, oh, God, there's no going back, there's no escaping this. Yeah, makes um, sense. Dude, and it's... this is your real career. And then it really tells you, it can, it can inform your career direction, your decisions a lot, because you say, okay, I know what it's like to work <laughs> yeah. full time for a year. Yeah. I'm going to make sure I do something I actually enjoy. Yeah. And so you can actually discard a lot of theories and really think practically about where you're going to go. Yeah, net on head, like, I think with a lot of
1: those internships, especially 12 week ones like you're only in the door you're only set up you know you go to a lot of um sort of internal core training and development stuff the amount of time you actually spend on the ground is probably quite minimal agreed and if you're there for a year the kind of concept of all right this is a marathon not a sprint even on a year basis it definitely kicks in and and that's that's something that was huge for me in the beginnings of starting my actual career not just an internship Mm. it is a marathon like everyone starts and they're Flat the mat. I'm gonna do this course. I'm gonna, you know, set up this new forum. I'm gonna bring this new idea, and gradually you can kind of see the dip. So yeah. so eventually people just burn themselves out. I remember talking to you about your time in Australia, and it was similar with yourself. Like you mm-hmm. start and for all in best intentions, you're flat out, and it, it's unsustainable. Like yeah. it's, it's kind of that, that. was a huge thing for me is looking to, all right, I'm potentially going to be in this role for. 40 years, oh <laughs> you know God, what I mean, yeah. like, you need to kind of slow down and yeah. get the bigger picture, like, yeah. it's, it's not just about getting, you know, the, the, the notches and the bads in the next year, yeah. there's,
0: a, there's a much bigger picture than that. Yeah, you know? there'd be, I, I'd, I'd actually love to know what this is like, I've, I've heard a lot of times that you shouldn't do an MBA until you've got a, a good bit of experience mm-hmm. in, in business, because then you're doing it and a theory comes up in, in class and you think, oh yeah, I know where yeah. that's applied or. Oh, I disagree with that because I actually have experience and this is what I experienced. Yeah. You can engage with the material much, much more. Yeah. And I think it would be brilliant for people to have that. If they do the year, uh, say, Commerce in New City, but all business courses these days really, mm-hmm. you can do that one year internship and say third year, second last year yeah. and then go back in and you engage with the content of final with year, the experience. Exactly, 100%. I think that would be much, much more beneficial. Yeah. So actually I didn't plan on this at all, yeah. but massive takeaway, look at that one year yeah. internship option I think. and you think, oh I'm going to be a year behind my friends or whatever, that yeah. year is invisible. But like, like it's, it's completely invisible. It, it goes by like that anyway. And um, not, not when you're 30, not when you're 35. When you're 25, yeah. you kind of forget who took a year out or who did that. Exactly. The it, it just all blends into one. They,
1: they seem like big things at the time, but like I'm, I remember when I came back from internship here, a big thing for me was like, oh my God, I'm not going to know anyone. Mm. Um, it ended up being a good thing because we didn't sit in the canteen eating eat chips for like nine months. <laughs> yeah. But like, at the time, it was a bit of a thing. It was like, oh my God, like you're going back into Quinn It could, it's, at times, can be quite segmented. Like so straight away in day one, for context, of the listeners, day one the year is split in half because it's so big. So yeah. like, alphabetically, A to whatever it is, N, M, N yeah. to Z. Immediately, that's half the year that you don't have visibility of. Mm. And then through tutorial groups, through the way modules are split, it's kind of siphoned off more anyway. Mm. So if you're coming in blind to that, like it is a little bit overwhelming. You're like. Oh my God, like you, you, you straight away group projects we would have done. We would have just paired up and just, you know, th- there was a core of us, F, Seth Tom and stuff. Yeah. You know, we would have just done those projects See, That's taken away from you. Now, that was, that ended up being a better thing, as I said, for me. Like, you just get in, get the head down. Um, it's not very long. Like, what what, a, what you see is post-college is how short semesters are. They're like, they're 12 weeks. Yeah. You get in, you do a, a, an intro two weeks, and then suddenly, you know, the last week is for exams. You're down to like nine weeks worth yeah. of actual content. Yeah. They're so short. Yeah. You know, and, um no, it was, it was definitely a thing for me. It, it's it's you have to kind of just dive into it basically. You know? Yeah. So what was it like coming back it's, in? You did have
0: you you kind of were lacking in say the, the friends or whatever it might have yeah. was that course engagement? Was that idea that I just had about course engagement? Was that actually true? Does that yeah. work? No, it is true. And
1: like there were, there was a core as it came back. There was you know ten or twelve or whatever, twenty people who been on internships. It it's fine. Like it's it's a means to an end. You're there to do a job and to, to get good grades. I I was actually in a situation where I, w- I had to get like a first in one year to, to bring overall grades up to a two. Yeah, one. I remember that actually. So yeah. it was like head down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it was you know it was, it was the business end of things at that stage. So yeah, it, like socializing wasn't really a like a, a concept or yeah. A priority. Yeah. yeah, I remember I was I was working a small bit as well. So I worked in bars through college and I had to pack that in as well. I was,
0: you know, right, it so out, it was all in, like, yeah. Was didn't get
1: out, you know. yeah,
0: so you did that, you went back into college, you got your first and final year, and mm-hmm. then you went to do the Masters in Management yeah. Consulting. Correct. You did an internship in operations in the bank, mm-hmm. why did you then go and put such a big position on Management Consulting? Yeah,
1: so the experience that I have in the bank was kind of technical experience and ops experience. And then academic background was pure business so Mm. there was was, there's some mis modules i did like e-business and digital marketing stuff they're not hard computer science modules yeah so i had this weird dilemma where i had like business academic experience technical working experience and then somehow i had to blend them together and the best fit for me at the time was management consulting right okay it it pulls them both together so like a huge element of management consulting is technology consulting Mm. which is where i work at the moment um project-based kind of outsourced technology projects are like a core concept of what consulting is now. Yeah. And the masters kind of is designed to give you the frameworks and the techniques and the, the kind of the networks of people to learn about how they, they occur. Um, it's a very it's very practical as a master's. It's not like a, a research master's or it's not based on a thesis or anything. What, what what's encouraged is like company engagement. So semester one you do a small called a company clinic, it's like a very small little engagement with a company maybe three weeks in length. Four like an, in length. an SME type thing, is it? Exactly. Right. right? A small little business, you do a small project, it's it's normally like maybe some form of research on a market or right. You know they're, they're trying to open up a new service in XYZ and then in semester two when you've learned the frameworks of how consulting works and you kind of core concept of what project management is, management consulting is, the, a, a kind of wider, a longer consulting engagement kicks in. So teams of five, six, seven people partner with companies like the big four and um, tier two consulting companies, and they do a twelve-week engagement, which is basically an internship in yeah. itself. But well, there's a higher expectancy than you know an intern. Yeah, sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's it's a really good engagement. I love. I'm, I'm, it's kind of a recent theme these days, and was, we we discussed it when Tom was on. Was mm-hmm. this idea of SMEs? Yeah. And how much you can learn from SMEs because you talk not to the team of people who are responsible for one tiny part of it over here. Yeah. You talk to the person who's at the top. Yeah, yeah, the only team. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's so much responsibility and skin in the game that he can Mm -hmm. learn a lot from doing that
1: kind of thing. 100%. Like, in smaller companies that I've worked with, it ends up that people are responsible for a lot of things. Yeah. So, if if they're hand in many different pies, they have to become good at a lot of things. Yeah. Stakeholder engagement, be it accounting from from Tom's environment, be it new business development, be it mm. you know holding existing products and services, like there's a ferocious mm. learning curve by working with an SME. Yeah, that's probably something that's overlooked. I mean, as oh, interns, I, think, I really think it is. Yeah, I think so too. As as interns, I think uh, the, the focus is obviously on bigger companies because they're they're louder in the yeah. market. You know, like they're in Quinn, well, they can afford to build relationships, relationships, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. These entire teams are responsible for recruiting interns and, and, and graduates. SMEs
0: it's good. Like, yeah. it's a good learning curve.
1: You know, I watched Tom's episode and like it's it's
0: a serious learning environment. Yeah. Know? I wanna ask a couple more questions about that, but before it leaves my head, yeah. I want to comment I on I'm yeah, I'm going to, <laughs> I want to comment on the practical approach you took to um, actually discovering okay it's gonna be management consulting. You looked at what you had. Yeah. You said I've got this experience mm-hmm. and this education merge them together this is where i fit yeah rather than kind of thinking theoretically about where you'd like to be and i don't necessarily think one is better than the other Mm -hmm. but it's i don't hear of many people taking that approach of looking at themselves and saying this is where i actually kind of belong based on the the limited skills and experience that i have right now yeah so off i go yeah was that a deliberate thing or did that just make sense to you as the only way it was quite deliberate but you like you have to play to your your innate
1: Skills as well. Like, I was, yeah. I was never going to be an accountant, I was mm-hmm. never going to be in finance or an actuary or something. I'm not like numerically strong, I'll be more about like communication and sort of working with people. And um we good linguistically, but, yeah. Um, a lot of what consulting is is communication, communicating because ideas, exactly. Yeah, like when, you, when you peel back the layers of what a consulting engagement is, it's generally either a problem a company has or an opportunity a company has and they want to get the opinion of another company on how best to either exploit it or fix it. Mm. So they bring you know, a consulting company in to say, right, do an as-is assessment, G- give us your opinion on where it is, use the relevant industry frameworks for evaluating that, and then tell us your opinion on how best to, to either f- fix it or exploit it. Yeah. That to me was an interesting part, and that, that to me is something that I think I am actually good at. I'm not good at the, the financial analysis, the financial modeling, that, that's, that's just
0: glazed eyes yeah. for
1: that kicks in. You know. I was actually
0: in yeah. a serious danger of forcing myself and i kind of did it in a way yeah. forcing myself to go to my weaknesses yeah i was really close to doing the accounting exams yeah. i like, really would not have I remember, enjoyed that yeah i
1: remember and you, were, you were the same with law yeah with the law with, with and law
0: would have made sense because i would have been a, a barrister and that kind of would have suited me a solicitor yeah. wouldn't have but when there's this kind of tension inside you about yeah. doing it in the first place yeah. before you even start it you should probably listen to that tension. That's not a good you're thing. You're know? for failure. Yeah. You know, if, if you feel like you have
1: to do something just because that's the way it's done, probably look at whether you should do it at all. Yeah. You know? Honestly. And, and similarly for people like, not everyone has to do a master's. Not not everyone has to do a degree necessarily. Yeah. You know? Um Especially for a masters, like if, if you truly hate college and you know, all the, all the kind of academic requirements that come with that, don't look at a master's because mm. you think you have to. Yeah, there's, other, there's many more options there for, for going into.
0: So, that was the thing I wanted to ask before then. So, right. who should do a master's? Who should do a master's in management consulting? Who should do a master's? I think you definitely need a very clear
1: purpose as to why you're going to do it. So, so people who should do it should be people who, who know that they, they, they want to do it. Don't do it to fill a year and don't do it as a, a kind of a box tick exercise because. It is it is tough, like you know, like the, the, there are varying levels of, you know, lecture requirements or academic assignments for each, each particular masters. They all carry a high workload. Like there's there's a lot of areas you have to spend doing them. So number one, people people who know why they're doing the masters in the first place. Yeah. Um, who should do management consulting? You need to do your research you need to kind of investigate the kind of the various career paths that each masters within Smurfit, within trinity whatever avenue you're going through and um, look at what they entail so again look at your own strengths look at who you know people who've done particular masters have ended up and then try to line up which one you're going to do yeah and um, for consulting i would say people with strong communication skills and kind of a kind of a macro view of things like you're able to get away from the the nitty-gritty we should bring in, that I remember, I've been thinking about that example you're using of Steve Jobs with eating the banana. Oh, yeah, there? yeah, yeah. That's yeah, you love good, that, actually. Yeah, yeah, that yeah sure. Like it. But uh, just when it popped into my head. But now, pe- people are good at communicating things. People have a kind of a macro view and like the kind of, the more strategic end kind of things. Like, for me, in operations, it was like, you dive into, as you said, you go deep into doing one thing, mm. and you might not have a broader view of why that's being done, how it interacts with other departments, other processes, other you know, opportunities the business may have.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. And you yeah, said you said don't do it, don't do a master's to fill a year. Yeah. I think if you look at a lot of people, you'll a mm. people do master's. Are, I, I'm guessing about half. Oh, yeah. I much time. I more, more yeah, I'm doing it to fill a year. Yeah. What do you say to those people? Or what do you say <laughs> to the people who are about to do
1: that? If you don't want to do it and you want to fill a year, kind of job. It doesn't have to be the absolute...
0: You know, it doesn't have to be a dream job, it doesn't no. be the right path, no. just
1: a job. Exactly, yeah. get in there, get doing something, like any experience is a good experience. Like,
0: yeah, I agree with that because um, you could do, you you do a Masters you, you want to fill a year, you don't know what you're going to do, you do a Masters in marketing, just go yeah. ah, marketing, why not, go and do marketing. And then all of a sudden you realise you want to do something completely different, yeah. three years into a marketing career, yeah. why don't you instead go into a career, then realise actually I've done all this now, I realise marketing, that's what I want to do and then do your first and only master's exactly. in the subject that you know you want to do, rather than just kind of guessing and hoping that it lands exactly. you. It's that concept of bringing the experience you have and applying it to
1: an academic sense. Yeah. It's the same concept, it's yeah. just on a, a, a more mature scale, academic-wise. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I think consulting is probably the best career for that. Like, in, in the time that I've been with the technology consult company at the moment, the engagements have ranged from, like, Outsourcing various processes for banks to doing enterprise architecture evaluations for local governments Mm. to doing strategy, kind of strategic documents for a credit referencing agency. Like the amount of different industries, sectors, businesses you interact with is phenomenal. Mm. Um, And and from our pool of friends, like it's quite. It's quite rare that you get that exposure at such yeah, a very sure. stage. Like yeah. you normally assign one particular thing and you go and do that. You yeah. become really good at that, be it sales, be it accounting, be it whatever it is. Like that exposure to so many different industries was for me a huge strong
0: point. No, that's the perfect segue into the Steve Jobs story. I knew it. Yeah. So just to fill people in, um, we had lunch two weeks ago and I was telling Shane about a video I saw on YouTube, and it was Steve Jobs talking to an MIT class in Boston in the 70s in the 70s in the 80s. Or, yeah probably 80s or maybe even early 90s actually I'm not sure but he said okay just get a sense of the room what does everyone here do who's in manufacturing and maybe 10% of the room put up their hands and he goes what what do the rest of you do <laughs> and they're all sort of saying consulting and he was like oh no don't no don't yeah, tell yeah, me yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they all started laughing he said look it's not like I've got anything against consultants yeah but it's just that this is how I view it a consultant can come to you and say, look, I'm a fruit expert. I've mm-hmm. worked in bananas, I've worked in apples, I've worked in grapes, and I've worked in kiwis. Mm-hmm. And you say to him, okay, brilliant, what does a banana taste like? He goes, oh, no, no, I couldn't tell you what <laughs> yeah. I He said I worked in them. I don't know what it tastes like. And he couldn't say what one yeah. of the fruits tastes like, because he'd only seen a high-level view of working in them. Whereas you go to a, you have a banana problem. You can go to someone who's worked in bananas, knows what they taste like, what they feel like inside that. Apples, kiwis, pears, whatever. And his take on consulting is that or you are the version of no, that. You know, broad. Broad. It's, it's too broad, yeah, and yeah. you don't know what anything actually tastes like. Yeah. Now it would be pretty unnerving to take Steve Jobs up on this in person, yeah. but <laughs> since he's <laughs> one we'll that <laughs> <yeah. laughs> what would you say? <laughs>
1: So, like, gen- like, I genuinely thought about this for a good while after you, you brought it up, because it's, it's, it, it's like, a powerful analogy. It's a good, it's a good story. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good story. It's a good analogy. My response would be, you do not need to know what a banana tastes like to look at different markets for certain bananas, or how to improve the supply chain of bananas. Or, look, you're selling bananas, that supply chain is replicated by selling apples. Maybe we could look at selling apples and bananas.
0: Mm.
1: There is no... It's obviously it's an advantage to be very deep in one particular technology, one particular product. It's in a lot of instances not mandatory. Like the clients that we work with know more about their product or their service than we ever will, and that's like drilled into us from day one. It's like the the client knows their stuff better than us. That's the nature of the business. Mm. They're bringing us in for another opinion, a higher level opinion. Of looking at look there's an opportunity here because you're doing x or there's a gap in the market because you're doing y it's that linking up of all these different things is what to me on a, on a really broad level what consulting is mm. it's not about taking a particular product getting right down into you know the activities which which it takes to get it from farm to fruit to, to fruit bowl that's not what it's about it, it it's a kind of a higher level it's looking at Bringing the experience of different engagements and looking at how things could be done differently without
0: getting right down into the roots of it. The, your rebuttal let's is the based point. on ideas here. Yeah, <laughs> nice. That your uh, rebuttal is based on ideas that I think really apply sensibly to the back end of a business. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to use the the farm to fruit bowl thing, let's just say farm to factory, mm-hmm. and then in terms of actually marketing it, then mm-hmm. maybe it would be good to have tasted the banana Correct. because you understand the consumer a lot more. That's not so important in the back end when you're just figuring out how to move these things around or Absolutely. logistics, etc. Absolutely, um, and yeah, that, that's that's a core. You know, marketing is, is not
1: really something what we do. Yeah, like, yeah. We, we wouldn't. We're, we're not a marketing consulting agency or uh, you know, copywriters. Like there's some amazing, really creative digital agencies. That's a different ball game. Yeah, different G- ball Generally, what we're being brought in to, to do is is either fix a process
0: or exploit an opportunity. Okay, so I'm trying to think of a clean takeaway for these guys then. Is it fair to say that the the consulting framework and education can be really well applied to a career in processes, logistics, Mm -hmm. um, organization,
1: organization, structure, whatever, strategy?
0: Okay, but then then not when it comes to front end, say, sales or marketing or whatever. No, no, it's it's a different ballgame. Now,
1: the the kind of sales and marketing is done internally. Like, a, a consulting firm has to market itself. But oh sure, yeah, they, yeah. They rarely brought it to a client. To Interesting, say, so, actually. You know, yeah, we, um,
0: we want you to, to market us. Yeah, so, yeah, and and that's something that's actually brought attention brought to my attention recently is that Accenture have a big marketing team, mm, and it just didn't even yeah. dawn on me. Yeah. And of course, all the big four yeah. do as well, and you know, all these sort of, of financial institutions, yeah, they have to take care of their own marketing and their Absolutely. own sales and um, the things that they're not actually associated with all happen on their behalf internally. Yeah, and so, so there are careers in companies and in brands that you wouldn't expect to, you wouldn't normally associate with those companies and brands. 100%. It, yeah. it underpins the entire company, is it internal services? Yeah, you know, yeah, Be it
1: IT, be it marketing, be it finance. Like, you, you, your own house has to be right before you go and fix another Yeah, house, sure, yeah, know. yeah. It's, um, yeah, like, it, it, that kind of triggered off another thought in my head. Like, when you think about big four or, you know, consulting firms in general, they don't sell things, and it's going back to that conversation with Steve Jobs. They don't have products that they keep in a warehouse or logins to a piece of software as a service. Mm. They offer like the experience and the behaviors and the skills of people. So on that note comes an absolute obligation on them to develop their people in the best way possible. Sure. Like In the same way if you were selling a piece of software, the focus would mm. on development, development, development. Let's make it better. Let's make it so that it markets itself. It's the same with Big Four or, or any consulting company. They're offering their own services with their own people. Yeah. And that brings like a, a necessity to
0: train them, to develop them, to make them as best as they possibly can. I've never looked at it that way. Their USB is their human capital. Exactly. you can make yourself a part of that human capital earlier in your career. Yep. You can expose yourself to great development and training. Absolutely. Yeah. Very I mean, interesting. On head. It's, it's,
1: um, it's, like, it, it's not something that's explicitly told you at the start of your career where you kind of gradually unravel Like the reasons for doing, you know, professional development, the reason for being put on various training programs. At the start, you're kind of just like, oh yeah, I have to do this Prince Two exam because that's just what I have to do. There's an absolute obligation on them to make you the best you possibly can be. Yeah. Because that is their business. They, they are offering basically clever people Myself excluded to do <laughs> like project based, people a chain <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. So in the back end, <laughs> tasting the bananas. <laughs> yeah. Um, four questions about the masters. Mm-hmm. Can you remember how much it cost? Um, ballpark
1: 12,000 euro. 12,000, okay, I think, I think it's it, it plus or minus whatever, you know, one year, one year, yeah,
0: um, three semesters.
1: Three semesters, okay. Three semesters, so like eighteen months everything. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So so you start in September, you finish the following September. So there's a summer term, which is often overlooked. Right. So that is that is generally consists of um a two week, forty hour module in something like project management or technology strategy, like they're kind of they're, they're applicable to the masters you're doing, but they're available for each master's to choose from. Yeah, if that makes sense. It's yeah, like yeah. an elective module, right? Okay,
0: so, this, so it is a three semester course. Okay, so in around 10 grand, um, mm-hmm. three semesters. How many hours a week, like, do you need to invest? Not just yeah. like, how many hours in in, in, cor- in class, how many, how many hours are you, are you investing? Yeah, yeah,
1: so, so, like, the classes, I mean, as you know from undergrad, the cra- class is the start of it, like, it, mm. it's the work around it, absolutely. So I would say. Thirty hours a week. Right. Okay. So almost a full time job. The semester too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say so. And again, it's kind of it's similar to a, a, a career. Like this, this peaks and troughs of the actual work. Like you know, the first three weeks might be a little bit quieter in terms of like you
0: know deadlines, you know, deliverables. Mm-hmm. It obviously ramps up the later in the semester. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 I've made increase the workload. Exactly. on Exactly. And fourth question on that is: Are you glad you did it? Yes. And was it worth it? Yes, to both. So
1: it's 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 a means to an end. Like I mean, I wasn't expecting nor looking to be like academically inspired inspired at a masters. It's not an academics. um, It's not a research masters. It's a practical masters, and it's it's the ability to transition from being an undergrad with some experience or no experience into a particular type of career. Mm. Now, again, I, I would not recommend. Doing the master's in management consulting. If you know you're just doing it to fill a year, you definitely need to know what the end goal is and what the resulting career that, that kind of happens around you is. Mm-hmm.
0: So yes, to both. I, I, I am, I'm glad I did it, and um, it was worth it. Yeah. And how has it benefited you? If I went into big four company at the same time as you, going to the same job, yeah. What mm-hmm. advantage do you have over me having done it? Yeah. If I have it? It's a good question. So I think the immediate thing is, is
1: is the frameworks that it provides. So you get an introduction to project management, introduction to change management, um, general principles of management consulting, so getting in, assessing the current state, developing the target state and the roadmap to get there, that's like consulting 101. Um, And then as as well as that, the practical elements, like you're not just writing reports about those things, you're doing, as I said, the company clinic, you're doing the the kind of mini internship or um, live consulting project, Mm -hmm. it's called. and just kind of seeing how those companies work, like a lot of what consulting involves is communicating things well. And it's it's fantastic exposure to partner up with a company, be it big or small, and learn how they communicate these ideas at an earlier stage. So when you're still in the Masters, and it's going back to the thing when the stakes are lower, like you, you are in the mistakes of creating terrible PowerPoint decks. You iron yeah. them out during the masters itself, and then you're more ready to hit
0: the ground running in day one. Okay, so it gives you; it does give you an advantage side so yeah, and yeah, you I can kind so. of stand out a yeah. bit more. Yeah. Um, correct me when I when I when I go off course when I'm wrong here. Big four firms Accenture, uh, McKinsey, etc. Mm-hmm. They'll have teams for telecoms, tech, yeah. agriculture, uh, energy, whatever, and every sector. Mm-hmm. What does a and is that true in Ireland as well? They'll have each sector. Um coordinating and, and you get a job as a consultant in a big four, you go put into one of the sector teams. Yeah, so they're they're generally, from my understanding, they're generally
1: siphoned off according to what term is termed as product. Product not being like a physical thing, it's like program management, technology consulting, data and analytics, um cyber security, they're kind of they kind of exist as products rather than saying particular sectors. So when you refer to sectors, what I think of is agriculture, utilities, and um, fast-moving consumer products. Yeah, same, that's what I mean. Okay, yeah. So, so yeah, correct. They're, they're, they're split into teams which are, they have ex- you know, the members of the team either have a huge amount of experience in technology consulting, or they're like me, they've come in as a graduate and they're being moulded and kind of trained and developed within technology consulting. So,
0: yes, but I I'm asking about overall consulting first, and then we'll narrow in on right. tech consulting. It's like. Right. If you just say, I want to be a consultant in the big four, mm-hmm. you can apply to be in any, any team, energy, yes. tech, whatever, okay? Exactly. And then within tech is what you're talking about then with your data analytics or cybersecurity, exactly. whatever it might be. So it, it's like layers to an onion. Like this yeah. consulting
1: as an overall offering and then it kind of splits into management and technology and then under management you might have op- operations, you might have ah, right, management,
0: you might have people and change. So tech isn't a sector, it's a different onion sort of. Yeah, okay, okay.
1: It's almost like company yeah company. yeah yeah okay underneath that then there's obviously thousands of things you could be doing for technology consulting like that's a broad term you could drill down into enterprise architecture um, data and data analytics cyber digital like yeah it's, and then each time you go into one of those it like its own level of services is yeah offered, you
0: know so if you were doing Say management consulting for a tech company, Google, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Yeah. What onion you Are you in the tech one? or what do you know, the management? You're genuinely oh. in the, in the management.
1: So management. Okay. I mean, there's consulting firms are not going to be going into Google to come up with yeah. the product. Yeah. Sure. What they'll be doing is finance transformation, operational efficiency, maybe project management for regulatory change. If there's a new regulation, there's a huge regulation about for privacy. Yeah. And GPR. Yeah. GPR? They generally look outside like they're not experts in in privacy um they're not experts in finance Mm. a lot of the time look outside to bring a management consulting firm in who are experts in that domain um they're not going to look outside for their next piece of ip or their next google venture yeah yeah oh yeah of course yeah of
0: course um but just it's interesting to see that you would work in a tech firm or for a tech firm within the traditional management consulting rather than the The tech side. So tech side is you go out to any random company, could be private equity company, could Mm -hmm. be they sell lawnmowers, could be they sell candy, Mm -hmm. could be anything. And any technological operations they have going on, you consult on that. Exactly. So the way I always think about this is
1: every company has an IT function to some extent. They might not be an e-commerce company, they might not be a, a Google. They all have IT. Yeah. And IT as a as a concept is reasonably static it's how it's performed and to the level of which like it's a part of your business it, it, it's different. Yeah. So a lot of the services that we offer are applicable to literally any company. Mm. In the same way that the, the finance teams every company is a finance department there's kind of scope for improving that all the time therefore
0: each company it, it kind of fall on, falls under the domain of yeah, okay. consulting. I hear about consulting firms being differentiated based on their level of implementation. Mm-hmm. So Consulting firm A might say, this is what you do, there you go, off you go, best of luck with it. Yep. Consulting firm B would say, this is what you do, and now we're going to do it for you. Yep. Where would one look for those different paths? Yeah, so if
1: you're really interested in niche, like strategy, boutique consulting, what you're talking about is the likes of BCG, Bain, McKinsey. Um, they're the kind of really big players in pure strategy consulting. So... They're not going to come in and manage a 200-person transformation program for you. What they'll be doing is coming in, doing a really intense deep dive assessment on one particular process or one particular product, giving their report and recommendations, and then my understanding is they'll kind of come off the park at that stage and it's on to the next engagement. Right, okay. You can then drill down right into, you know, when you talk about levels of implementation, there are firms who offer nothing but implementation. So, it's almost like IT as a service. Yeah, okay. Technology, it's a big project, key, big as a team. It, yeah, literally. Right. Yes, yeah. And then somewhere in between, there is again, this is only my understanding the big four lies somewhere in between. So, they would do a blend of strategy and assess right through to implementation. And that, 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 that could involve all of those particular elements of the program itself or mm-hmm. just one. It could be we wanted to come in and evaluate this. And then we want you to do this to fix it, and then it's gone. It's yeah, okay. A final
0: engagement, or it could go right through to a three-year transformation program. You know. Yeah. If I'm a student or someone thinking of going into consulting, and I think, God, they both sound interesting. Go to the assess line or go further into the implementation line. Mm-hmm. How do I learn? How would you recommend I learn? Which one I'd be better at, or which one I would prefer to do? With? yeah, it's, it's a great question. I tell you,
1: you have to kind of look at your own strengths and your own experience first. Like I mean, if like me. Do, for, for me, it's kind of the, the assessment stage, is what I think is cool. Like it's getting in, it's learning about the problem or the opportunity and seeing how the output is developed. Right. I would be less interested in the day to day, really deep dive into an implementation. Right. That, that would be less for me. Yeah, okay. Um, with regards to what company would fit for that and how you learn about that, you, you have to do your research. You, yeah. you have to look at use cases. There are hundreds of use cases online. There will be on grad Life as well for anyone listening. That's going to be the next phase. Yeah. Um. Those kind of use cases of here's projects that we've done, here's clients we work with. This is the problem we fixed, etc. They're generally
0: publicly available information, so mm. you
1: have to do your research.
0: Yeah. Okay. I've got friends in different consulting firms, including yourself, mm-hmm. who are spending months to years on a on a project on yeah. a single project. You can end up being say if it's a if it's a big bank, say just say, uh, have the Bank of Ireland. Yeah. You can end up almost being more an employee of Bank of Ireland than of the consulting firm you yep. joined. Yeah, 100% yeah. Is that a challenge? Um, no, I think I think sometimes it's cool, like I mean, they kind of, so
1: what you're talking about is secondments, is yeah. not usually how they're phrased, right? So, the particular project I've been working on has been a secondment for the last 12 months-ish, right? So we initially got in and we did, as we've talked about, the strategy and assess phase, we made some recommendations, um, mm-hmm. it was for the regulation we mentioned excuse me the GDPR, GDPR it's called yeah. data privacy regulation mm-hmm. so we, we had to set out some recommendations for how the company was going to respond to that and get ready for it so the report finished and then kind of you know when it's handed over to the client there's generally a, a conversation around right who's going to do these things so if everyone's busy doing day-to-day roles it's generally quite challenging to assume more responsibility and more tasks in order to execute the report that's been written. Yeah. So a lot of the time what might happen is they will say, right, we'll bring one of the project team back in on secondment and ring fence a certain amount of the recommendations to that person. Mm. So that's what happened to me. So I've been on secondment with a client for 12 months. It's been cool. It's 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 different seeing the operational side. So it, it's kind of, a lot of the time consulting, the, the client's the message from the client is like, I want all these things and I need them yesterday. Yeah. And if you can't do yesterday, the nearest you possibly can. Yeah. You know, ASAP. It's different in an operational role. It's kind of more, you do it when it's possible to do it because you, you can't push people around you as yeah. hard as you can in consulting projects. A lot of the time it ends up being next week, next week, next week. Yeah. But on the flip side, what I've found is the accountability for the work you're doing is higher. So again, it's what you talked about. Like, I mean if we come in and write a report and then we're gone there's only a limited limited amount of ownership that we can have over that yeah when you're on comment, you're there to do a particular role you are responsible for, for that the role result. exactly yeah yeah, yeah 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 so you own it more see so you're, you're more visible you're there every day mm-hmm. if the role is not if the job is not done it's very clear to you yeah you know so it, it's kind of it's it's not slower it's it's more comprehensive but you're more in charge of it. In okay, sense. and how do you get promoted when you're not working in the company that's going to promote you? Good question. So, so like it is a challenge to remain visible to the company you're contracted with when you're on a Um, I mean, a, a misconception that people have about consulting firms is it's like, it's purely about the client. Like, that's the only thing you do. There are generally three domains which you're assessed on, or which you're promoted on. Pretty. Okay. So that's client, what what are you doing for client? How are you doing in that sense? People. So what you're doing for our own people and our own employees and the firm? So have you brought any new ideas to the firm? Have you improved any processes internally? Right. Have you come up with any new ideas? So that was something I didn't know. So for, for me on the outside, it was you, you know you watch suits and it's yeah. like the client, the client, the client, yeah, closing yeah. deals. You know, there's more to it than that. It, yeah. It's it's you're assessed it. like doing a great job for the client is is the minimum. Like that's mm. that's the co- core expectancy. Yeah, right there. yeah. You're also expected to do well on the people front and on the, the firm front.
0: When did you learn that?
1: <laughs> when, soon after came in. So,
0: so okay, because well, no, what I was going to touch on was, was to recommend to any grads out there, like yeah. learn how you're uh, yeah. assessed, because Definitely, not everybody yeah. does immediately.
1: And No, it's, it, it takes some time. And, and this as, as we talked about, they don't have products. They have people. Yeah, yeah. And for their people to be best is a huge emphasis on, on your own development in your mm. own career. So at the start of the year you do a very hard like you document your objectives for the year across the three domains, people for employment. And then throughout the year there's checkpoints with your coach and you check in on how you've done against those objectives and that's that's how your assessment is made. Yeah. Um, God, do you know what there's
0: actually an angle you can look at that which is really useful. You're a, you are the product for that firm, mm. for, for the consultancy firm. Yeah. And you want to get and they Sell you at an hourly rate. Mm-hmm. You want to get upgraded as a product, so that Shit. you can be sold at a higher hourly rate. Yeah, yeah. And you almost look at yourself as this just Shame bare product. Too. Yeah, <laughs> and you go, how do I yeah. upgrade? How yeah. do I make myself an upgraded version of a product that we can sell at a higher price? That's it. And yeah. if you, if well, you take that that's didactic a, that's a, approach, a, the coarse way of looking at it. Yeah. I, get, I,
1: get, I do get what you mean. Like it is continuously developing yourself. Yeah. And the other thing is like if you don't develop your stuff, like particularly in technology, you go stale quite quickly. Yeah. You know, like, you have to keep your finger on the pulse. Oh, yeah. You go to conferences, keep up to date with various certifications. Mm. The certifications themselves, so if you do a project management cert, it'll last for maybe two years, three years maybe. Mm. And then if you refresh it, you go back in, you do the refresher course, you do the refresher exam, like, you have to keep it. Yeah. Kind of, you know, otherwise
0: you go got stay. And even, like, the things, I mean, to that point, the things that uh, the world you work in revolve around can just pop up out of nowhere. Yeah. The technology world in Ireland will revolve around the GDP or General Data Protection Regulation from May 25th on for a while. Yeah. And if you don't have a clue what that's about, the all of a sudden you just yeah. realize you're stale. And overnight, yeah. May 24th, you're hot stuff, May 25th, you're stale. It's gone. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And that's,
1: again, it's something that consulting brings. Like, by nature, the, the, the engagements you're working on are topical. They're current. Mm. Like, nobody's going to bring in top- do a a problem. exactly, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but but you're in, you're innately current. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's something that I feel you get less of in a more operational role. You're more there to do a job which is almost infinite in its nature. It might be proved upon, but if you work in finance or if you work in IT internally, you're going to be doing a reasonably
0: kind of similar job each year, each month, whatever. Yeah. You know. For people looking to get into consulting in Ireland, yeah, what are the options for them? So was essential. it big for BDO actually recently bought Eaton Square. Square. Yeah, 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 yeah I read yeah. about that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and Eaton Square, where you you actually told me about them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they've got a great reputation yeah. as, a, as a small management consulting office. Yeah. Who else is around there? So did you mention, who, who did you say again? I Sorry. just say, I said, essentially, Big Four, Eaton yeah. Square, within BDO. So, yeah. right? so for
1: sake of viewers, Big Four refers to PwC, KPMD, Deloitte, and Ernest Young, EY. Yeah. Um, you then have Accenture, you then have BDO Eaton Square, as they're now termed, um, and then you kind of get into the, the 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 next world of consulting. So it might be smaller in headcount, but they might do a more specific engagement or a, a more similar product each time. Yeah, um, it's kind of the bigger the company it is, the more services they tend to offer. So. I would recommend rather than choosing a firm and choosing I want to work with these I recommend finding out what you want to work with within consulting and then find out who the main players are within
0: that market yeah sure be they small or big yeah okay and a tip for say an interview there or just getting ready for interviews and stuff there instead of showing up at EY KPMG Eaton Square saying I want to be a management consultant because yeah Trying to change that into I want to be a manager because something at EY because I like the way you go this deep and yeah. I like this aspect of your implementation strategy, whatever it might be. Eaton yeah. Square because you do you don't go so deep, and I like the way you assess and learn about how they do what they do because as you've now educated us on, yeah. there is a big variety in how management consulting firms work. They're not all doing the same.